Welcome to Ben's Bible Podcast. I'm Ben Burkhart, your host, and on this podcast, we share refreshing and faith-building biblical truths. I hope you'll plan to join us on a regular basis. God bless you, and let's jump in to this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Ben Burkhart here. I'm so glad you could join me today. In our message today, we're going to be looking at a modern missionary. We'll look at a modern missionary, and then we'll go back and look at biblical principles for how we can be effective and faithful missionaries for Jesus Christ today. So I hope you're interested in learning about missionaries and modern missionaries. Some of you may have heard of the name John Chow. We're going to be talking about him today. Uh, somebody who spent some time in Oklahoma receiving their education and went out to the world as a missionary in their 20s, only to face a harsh reality. So I hope you'll enjoy the podcast today, and before we jump into it, let's have a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for this time we can share together. I pray, Lord, that you will just bless this time and help us to learn how we can be missionaries for you, according to the biblical principles for missionaries. For this we pray and thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Today's podcast was pre-recorded before a live audience, and I will share that with you right now. God bless, and I'll see you next time. So, how many of you have heard of the name John Allen Chow? I believe it's pronounced Chow. Anybody ever heard of John Allen Chow? No? This this guy right here, John Chow, this guy. Um, so, yeah, John, um, he was a missionary. He was a young, young guy, and he was actually trained in Oklahoma. He was trained at uh, Oral Roberts University down there in Tulsa. So, yeah, he was trained out here, and he went out as a missionary. He had studied, actually, for nine years to reach the people on the island of North Sentinel. I think R.L. might have a picture of kind of where that is. Um, yeah, you can see there the map with Asia, and it's basically, like, this is Burma, and so it's down below Burma. It's right down in here, and you have... A few other countries here, I can't remember all the names. Maybe my wife will remember. Huh? It's also, you know, in, it's kind of be between India and these Asian countries over here. The islands. Um, <laughs> I know Philippines is a little bit farther along there. But I think it's all, I think it's all Malaysia down there. Huh? Yeah. Philippines is right, yeah, over there. Right over there. So... So this guy had studied for a long time to be a missionary, and he had spent nine years learning the languages of this particular area, this particular region, and he had a real interest in reaching the people on this North Sentinel Island. He was wondering and thinking, you know, this is a place where the message of Jesus has not reached, and he wanted to reach the people there. And so he went. As a young man of 26 years old, he went in 2018 to reach the people on this particular island. But this, this island, the people that were there, they actually had forbidden 
folks to go visit the island because the people that were there were known to be pretty hostile. Not very welcoming to guests. Not very welcoming. And so the government really didn't want people going there. And apparently, you know, he found a way to get there. He was like praying for these people. He was trying to reach these people. He ended up paying some fishermen to take him near to the island. And they took him a couple times. And he had a little boat that he took out and went towards the island from their boat because the fishermen obviously didn't want to go dock on the island. Uh, so he took his little boat. And on one of the journeys, he was carrying a Bible, and he was just trying to be friendly to them, to wave and everything like that, and sing some songs. You know, he brought his guitar with him, so he'd try to sing them some songs, and he brought his Bible. Well, on one of the little trips where he went out close to the island in his boat, uh, this arrow came flying at him, and it stuck right in his Bible Ooh. instead of sticking in him. And so, yeah, he was like, okay, probably, you know, today's not the best day to come over here. So he, uh, <laughs> you know, he went home and he prayed about it more. He thought about it and he wrote down some things in his journal about his experience so far encountering these people. And he decided that he was going back to the island to try and befriend these people, to try and bring them gifts and do whatever he could so he went back and he told the fishermen just to not worry about him and he was going onto the island. He actually got in his little boat and he went over to the island and so he was, you know, trying to reach these people and I think like some of them were, you know, smiling and whatever, but you know, not everyone had of course that mind. And so within a couple of days, you know, the fishermen were getting worried about him because they didn't really see him. And then they came near to the island and they saw some of the natives like dragging his body across the shore. No. And so apparently they actually had killed him. Oh, oh no. Yeah, they, they killed him. And so it was a very, you know, terrible situation that happened in 2018. Uh, he died there. And a lot of people were like, man, this guy, he was completely crazy. Like, why did he even go there? Because these people are hostile. So a lot of the people looking on, they just couldn't really understand it. And they, some people said, well, he also broke these laws. You know, we have prohibitions, so you can't really go on the island, but he went. And of course, you know, in his mind, obviously he's thinking, well, the law of God is higher to go and reach the world. So he's thinking, how can I reach people in the world that don't know Jesus? So anyway, he had a number of critics, and his own father, who was a psychologist, said, oh, my son was just too heavily indoctrinated by those evangelical Christians. Uh, they just put all this stuff in his mind, and so he went out there, and he wasted his life, and he got himself killed because of this, because of those churches and their teachings. So that was what he wanted to blame. But you know, the teachings of Jesus do push us to, to reach out, don't they? They push us to reach people. Now, some will say, was it the best way to reach the people there? Or was there another way? Could we send radio waves in there? Could we send you know, some devices? I'm not sure. But one thing is true, that they would probably need to have some barriers broken down through contact. Somehow, people have to try to reach out to them somehow break down those barriers. Hmm? Did they already dead? The guy is dead. John is dead. I know. Did they already reach out and people Um not yet. I mean they haven't they haven't been able to get through to them to that extent. People are on voluntary isolation. 
So yeah, so so they need to make they need to make connections somehow. Those people also need to hear the gospel. And I do think about some missionaries who you probably have heard the story like at the end of the spear, there were some oh. missionaries that got killed by the spear of some natives and the wives went back. Hmm? The wives Yeah, you Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Jim Elliot story, right? Yeah, so the wives ended up going back and you know they lived with them and eventually those people were converted yes. so there are there are precedents there are stories of people of you know where people kind of were very hostile at first but later they met Jesus later their lives were changed and the death of those missionaries was not in vain so you know it makes you think about John and his sacrifice and yeah i think it's good to remember that he gave his life trying to share the, the good news of Jesus, share the gospel. Uh, some people might not think it was the best way or method, but somehow God put this burden on his heart to go and share with these people. And he tried everything he could to reach them the best way that he knew to try and reach them and try to break down some of those barriers. So, you know, I praise God for the heart of the missionary. And I, I think nobody can fault him on having the heart of a missionary. That, that this young man went there with the love of Jesus to share with these people, to help them see a better way to live their lives. And I think that's powerful. I know that, that I think this next month, Vo- what is it, Voice of the Martyrs, is doing some kind of remembrance of his you know, mission service as he tried to share Jesus to the people on North Sentinel Island. Now, Jesus gave us these important words in Matthew 28. If you have your Bibles handy, you're welcome to follow along. Matthew 28, these very important words from verses 18 through 20. Jesus said this. It says, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So who has all power? Jesus does. And who makes the ultimate laws? Jesus does. And if the world says, don't go and preach in the name of Jesus, Jesus says, go and preach in the name of Jesus. And we are to follow the voice of Jesus because his power is greater. His authority is greater when you think about it. So it tells us here that he has all power. Verse 19 says, go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Yeah, even unto the end of the world. So Jesus has given us this mission to go and teach all nations, all people, to reach out to them with the good news that Jesus saves. That's a wonderful mission that Jesus has given us to share this hope with the world around us. Now, it doesn't mean that we're always going to just walk into a slaughter situation like John Chow faced, okay? And we're we're not to be people who are quick to want to die, I don't think he necessarily wanted to die, but he he went into a high-risk situation and he died. Now, there are situations where people tried to kill Jesus in his ministry. You may recall they tried many times. 
but he did not die or go into their custody before the appointed time. Before the time when God said, okay, now is the time. And Jesus gave his life for us, didn't he? Jesus entered a hostile world of sinners, people who hate righteousness, and he lived a righteous life. Did Jesus have enemies? Oh yes, <laughs> Jesus had enemies. People who hated the truth as it is in Jesus. And the Bible tells us about the spirit of the missionary. The Bible says that they loved not their lives unto the death. Revelation 12, 11. It says they overcame the dragon by the lamb and they loved not their lives to the death. By the blood of the lamb, they overcame. So a uh, very important, <laughs> very important, you know, verse that reminds us of the heart of the missionary. Now there's another important verse in the book of Revelation, and you're welcome to follow along. This is Revelation 14 and verse 6. Revelation 14 and verse 6. We uh, tend to study these verses in this passage a lot uh, in our faith and our belief system because we realize it is the heart of God's message for these last days. The heart of God's message and His mission. Revelation 14 and verse 6. The Bible says, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Does God want every people group to be reached with this good news? With these three angels' messages? He certainly does. And it's going out in many ways. Earlier today, we saw a mission story about the Adventist World Radio. We saw that the gospel is going to reach many places through radio. But that's not the only way. Missionaries go in the flesh to different places to meet people. And we also saw that there were Bible workers. There were people going out and translating the scriptures and sharing the message in these communities. And we need more workers. The Lord is calling for more workers, isn't He? We see that in Scripture. The, the work is great, but the laborers are few. And God needs more workers. He needs us to pull together and to work together to share the gospel. The ends of the earth need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ and His truth for these last days that will guide us safely to meet Him when He comes. So we need to understand the biblical teachings, the biblical truths, the commandments of God, and that relationship that Jesus wants us to have with Him. So, you know, very powerful mission and call that Jesus has given us. Have you ever wondered about the Bible? What does it really mean? While some things are simple to understand, other things are not as easy. Questions like, how will Jesus come? What will the end of the world really be like? What happens when we die? And is there really a hellfire where the devil roasts people for endless ages? How can I find personal peace in my life? And if God is love, why is the world so evil? These are very important questions, and the Bible has clear answers to all of those questions. To begin your Bible study journey, please visit woosda.com. That's W-O-O-S-D-A.com. And if you think about mission, it definitely requires sacrifice. We see that in the life of Jesus, don't we? That mission does require sacrifice. It requires focus. It requires dedication. 
We have to be dedicated to the task, to the mission, to what God has called us to do. Because if we're not, it will never happen. You have to be focused. Jesus in His ministry was very focused, wasn't He? You know, He traveled around. He, he, people even tried to get Him to stay in some places. Like, wow, this is great. Just stay here with us, Jesus. And He said, nope, my mission is to keep going. I've got to visit all of these towns. I've got to share this same message with other places too. People need to know the truth. So Jesus was very focused in His mission. Although other people thought He should do something else. Some people thought He should just take over the Romans and become a king. They would have crowned him king if he let them, <laughs> so, right? But Jesus did not let them do that because he knew what his mission was. And so he kept going with that mission. There can be many distractions even from well-meaning people, even religious people. We could be pulled this way or that way, but there is a focus that God gives us. And we need to stay true to that mission focus to make sure that we are effective in accomplishing the work that God has given to each of us. A wonderful work that nobody else is necessarily being called to do. You know, God gives us different assignments within the mission field, doesn't He? We each have different assignments, and God says, I need you to be here, and I'm going to work with you, and let's work together. Let's make this happen. So God calls us to those different places. So as we think about the heart of the missionary, what is the heart of the missionary? Well, we see a lot, of course, in Scripture about the heart of the missionary. We're going to look some more at that. But I want to share with you a couple thoughts from the journal of John Chow. Just a couple thoughts as he sought to reach these people on North Sentinel Island. What were some of the things that he wrote down just shortly here? One of them is this, Lord... Is this island Satan's last stronghold where none have heard or even had the chance to hear your name? He was wondering. He was praying. Lord, could this be one of those places, the last stronghold where it hasn't been broken through? The gospel has not reached these people yet and they need to hear it. So he was praying about that. He was wondering about that. God put it on his heart, a burden for these people to reach them. And the, another statement, he says, The eternal lives of this tribe is at hand, and I think it's worthwhile to declare Jesus to these people. He thought, it's worthwhile. It's worth my time. It's worth my effort to do everything I can to try and share Jesus with these people. To at least give them an opportunity to know the truth about Jesus. That burden was on his heart. And then he said this, he wrote this in his journal, Please do not be angry at them or at God if I get killed. Don't retrieve my body. He wrote that in his journal before he went onto the island and actually was killed. He knew there were serious risks before he went. He knew there were serious risks, but he was willing to go. And he said, don't get mad at God. It's not God's fault. Don't get angry at them. They're sinners. They don't know any better. He just wrote that down. He says, I'm going. And if I die there, I die there. And let my body stay there as a testimony that some missionary came here to share Jesus with those people. Pretty incredible, you know. 
the thoughts and the heart of this missionary as he wanted to share Jesus so badly with these people who had not heard and accepted Jesus as their Savior. You know, this is really the love of Jesus, this self-sacrificing love, that Jesus came into this hostile world to a people who were hostile to the truth, hostile to the gospel, who even fought against Jesus and plotted his death. Jesus came into a very bad situation. Knowing what was likely to happen, in fact, knowing what would happen, Jesus came into this world to die for us on the cross. It is powerful when you think about the sacrifice of Jesus. So, how about for, for us? You know, we asked the question already, was, was this method the best? Maybe, maybe not. God put a burden on a missionary's heart to go and share the gospel. And that, that has to be, you know, recognized and appreciated. Okay, so how about, let me, let me look at this uh, next page. How about we turn in our Bibles to Philippians 2, verses 5 through 8. We're going to look here, Philippians 2 and 5 through 8. We'll be looking at several verses in this chapter. The Bible says this about Jesus and the heart of the missionary. Verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus was obedient to the Father's will, the Father's voice. Some people might have said, hey, don't go. Don't go to those miserable sinners. <laughs> Right? Don't go down there. Why would you do that? You're a king. You know, stay on your throne. You're a king. You can serve as a king. That's great. Don't go over there. But God called him to go there. The Father called him. And Jesus said, I'm willing to go. And I will be obedient to my Father even to death. I will go. I will go for these people. And so Jesus, again, he knew what was coming, but he had the heart of sacrifice. He had this mind of love for people that transcended all fears. He said, okay, I'm going to go because I know what's going to happen, but I'm going to go because it will save their lives. It will save people's lives. Yeah, not everybody will choose Jesus. That's true. But many people will choose Jesus. Many people will choose and be saved. And so Jesus said, I'm going to go. I can put aside my position, my power, my crown. I can put that aside. I can put aside my personal comforts and the beauties of heaven and the glory of heaven and the praise of the angels. I can, I can put that aside and go as a humble servant. I can be born in a stable, laid in a manger. I can go through this. I can suffer the ridicule. I can suffer the hardship. I can suffer the cross ultimately. Jesus had that heart. When we look at the heart of the missionary, we have to look at Jesus first because Jesus shows us the biggest heart of the missionary ever possible, right? The heart of Jesus. Where do we get the heart for mission? It comes from Jesus because he is the one who led out in this grand mission scheme 
to reach these lost and sick people in this world, namely us. Praise God for that wonderful sacrifice, that wonderful offering of Jesus and the spirit of Jesus, the heart of Jesus, a mind for service, a mind of humility, a mind for sacrificing love, self-sacrificing love. It's powerful when you think about Jesus. Now in this chapter, there are others who are mentioned, other examples of missionaries who gave all they could for the cause of God. The Apostle Paul, we know, has a very fervent heart of a missionary. We know that Paul went through a lot and he ultimately gave his life in service for God. He, he would live for Jesus and he would die for Jesus. Both he would do, even as Jesus himself did. And the Apostle Paul speaks about another person here named Timothy. That Timothy was like-minded. Timothy had a heart for mission. He had a heart to do God's work, a heart to help the church to expand and grow. Timothy really had a heart for this. And the Apostle Paul tells the believers in Philippi in verse 19 of Philippians chapter 2, he tells them that I, I trust to be able to send Timothy to you, to send Timothy shortly to you, and to know how you're doing. And notice here verse 20, For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ's. You know, think about the, those statements. 2,000 years ago, the Apostle Paul, with the heart of the missionary, is thinking about Timothy and thinking about other possible options to share, you know, people to, to send as missionaries. And he says, there's nobody like Timothy. I just can't find, I just can't find a person with the heart of a missionary like Timothy has. I can't find a person. He says that this man, Timothy, he is like-minded and he will naturally care for your condition, right? He will naturally look after the church, naturally look after the spiritual well-being of the people that's on his heart to do. He has this heart of a missionary. And then he says here that everyone is seeking their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. That to most people, they don't care much at all about what's happening with the church, whether it grows or it doesn't grow. They don't care too much. They're busy with their own focus in life. Like, I've got my goals, my mission, my this and that. I'm going to build my kingdom big. I'm going to get all my stuff that I want in this world. You know, their mind was focused on a lot of other things. But what about the heart of the missionary? What about Timothy? The Bible says that he was ready to do whatever he could to help these people spiritually. What is on the heart of Jesus today? Does he want to see our church grow? Does he want to see us doing well spiritually, like growing spiritually, not just stagnating or backsliding? No, he wants to see us going forward, growing, developing a heart more like the heart of God. Jesus wants to see that today. And these missionaries wanted to see that in their time. Their interest was spiritual interest. Is the kingdom of God growing? Jesus in his mission, he was so happy when he could see people realize the truth and accept the truth. Remember the story of Jesus at the well with that woman from Samaria and he was talking with her and she had gone through a lot like five or six guys, five husbands and one wasn't her husband. 
Uh, and so she had gone through all of this, and Jesus talked with her, and she met the Lord. She met Jesus. Her life was forever changed. Number seven, right? <laughs> Number seven. She went through these six guys, but Jesus was the only one who really spoke to her heart. And there, that's where her life was completely changed, when she met Jesus, her Savior. Um, Jesus was thrilled through that experience. His disciples brought back food for him. He said, oh, I have food that you don't know about. What was his food? His food was to do the work of God. That his satisfaction didn't just come from that tasty meal. His satisfaction came from somebody finding the joy of Jesus Christ, the joy of salvation. This is where the satisfaction of Jesus came from. That he was so fulfilled because he was able to do the mission of Christ, his own mission, the mission of Messiah. He was able to do that work, and that fulfilled him. He had the true heart of a missionary. Paul had that heart. Timothy had that heart to focus on the work that God had given, not just the work that mankind wants to do. And in fact, the world today, they'll push you in that direction, won't they? They'll say, you better make something of yourself. Go get yourself a nice job. Go get yourself this. And, you know, you could do better. You could have a bigger house or car for yourself. Or you can go on more vacations for yourself. I mean, this is the way that the world encourages us. They, they look at what, what do we see on the outside? What kind of things have you amassed? What kind of properties? And what's your net worth? What's your net worth? And who has the most net worth in this life? And we just say, oh, they're going to be the happiest because they have the most net worth. Do you think that's true, that they'll be the happiest because they have the most net worth? I don't think so, <laughs> right? That's not going to be true satisfaction, true happiness. True happiness is doing the will of God from the heart. True happiness is serving God and, and having a character like the character of Christ. That's true value. Even a lot of mothers today who want to stay home with their children and raise them up for God. They face insults and attacks from the world. The world says, oh, pff, being a mother, taking care of kids, like, what? You could go, go work a job. You could go make money. You could make something of yourself. But what about that work of raising up young minds, young people to serve the Lord? What about that work? What does that count for in the light of eternity? To raise up a young person and train up their mind to serve Jesus Christ. What does that do throughout eternity? That's powerful. You can't trade that for anything. You change a young person's life and they'll change the world because God will be working through that young person and they'll, they'll grow up learning the right way. That's powerful. Talk about accomplishments if you can just do something like that. And so the way that God looks at things and values things is quite different than how the world values things and looks at things. So we'll get a lot of push from the world that you've got to do it this way and, and don't believe too much and, and don't take the mission too seriously because you could get killed. You know? Think about yourself. Think about all of us. You know, you know how it goes. All this, this language and everything. But hey, if Jesus puts a burden on our heart to do the mission service of God, Follow Jesus. You know, don't let it be the voice of the world that leads us some other direction. But be willing to sacrifice for Jesus. Know that your effort is not in vain. Know that your work will produce a wonderful fruit, not only for this life, but for eternity. 
that souls will be saved. That is so powerful when you think about it, that souls will be saved. There's one other person in this chapter that Paul highlights. He highlights his ministry. And we find this in verse... Oops, my pencil's getting away. Uh, We find this here in verse 25 through 30, if you look at the whole passage there. Um, But this is the story of Epaphroditus. And I'll summarize to you his story. Epaphroditus was a missionary who came from Philippi. He was part of the Philippian church. And he took an offering from the church in Philippi and he brought it to Paul. He came out there to supply Paul and help him in the mission field. You know, missionaries out there working somewhere at their mission post, they need help. They need different things. Sometimes finances are in need for missionaries because there's not always a lot of money out there. But there's a big heart to serve. And so they needed help. And so Epaphroditus was bringing that help from Philippi to the Apostle Paul. Well, on his journey, he ended up getting very, very sick. Yes, he came and he helped Paul. He brought the goods, whatever they were donating to help his mission service. He brought that. He helped Paul. uh, But he got very sick. And the folks back home somehow heard that he was sick. In fact, so sick that he was about to die. They were pretty sure that he was going to die. He was very, very sick out there in the mission field. And they were very worried. Oh no, not not Epaphroditus. We don't want him to die. Their hearts would have been so broken if he died out there in the mission field. And he was worried because he heard that they heard. And you know how it is when you're out there doing something and then everybody at home is worrying about you and they don't know what's happening or the last thing they heard wasn't a good thing. And you're like, oh no, if I could only set the record straight because they're all super worried about me. So he was worrying about them. What will happen with them? And then the Apostle Paul was really worried because he's like, man, I'm going to be heartbroken if this guy dies. The Apostle Paul was thinking about that. And the Bible says that God was merciful. Notice verse 27 here. For indeed he was sick, nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. You know, we don't like to see people die, especially good people who love the Lord. We don't like to see people die. We don't like to see good things die or good people die. And so Paul said, look, I would have been heartbroken, but guess what? God had mercy on me. And God had mercy on him. And God had mercy on his church back in Philippi. So God is in the business of saving lives, isn't he? And yes, we may come to a point where we need to die for Jesus, for his service. And we need to be willing to do that. But, you know, to live for Jesus is a powerful thing. To live for Jesus and to serve the Lord Jesus with all of the energies that God has given us is a powerful thing. And God needs missionaries who are living for him living missionaries. And if at some point in the service of God, we do have to face death, we just need to have a willing heart. If this is God's will, then let it be so. But let's live for Jesus. Amen. Let's live for Christ. Let's serve the Lord Jesus. And so Paul sent him more carefully. Paul sent Epaphroditus back to the Philippian church. In fact, he sent the letter to the Philippians, back with Epaphroditus, to the church there in Philippi. 
and he said these words in his letter to the church there in Philippi. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation because for the work of Christ he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service toward me. Epaphroditus said, I will go, send me. Here I am, send me. And the church sent him as a missionary out into the field to help the apostle Paul. And Paul says, look, receive him back. Receive him and hold such in reputation. In other words, in high esteem. This is something to be honored because he was willing to give his life. Yeah, he didn't die, praise God. But he was willing to even die for the cause of Jesus. He was near to death because he was serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, hold such in reputation. Have a respect for God's workers, right? Have a respect for those who are sacrificing for the cause of Jesus Christ. Because, sure, they could do different things in this world that would be, uh, you know, praised by the world. And they would be just so great for their own personal well-being. But what about for the cause of Jesus? What about for the church and the mission of Jesus Christ? Paul says, let's show our utmost respect for somebody who is willing to go all the way for Jesus, to give everything for Jesus. And I believe with that respect, there comes a natural call on our hearts to have the heart of a missionary, to be willing to serve the Lord Jesus in every way possible, whether that means that we go and travel the globe somewhere to share the good news, or we go share the good news with people around town. We start telling our testimony, our story. We look for ways to connect with people. We, you know, support missions through our means, whatever God has given us. You know, think about ways that we can start serving Jesus today as a missionary, whether it's right here in our hometown, in our neighborhood, in our community, or it's overseas in somebody else's neighborhood and community. You know, think about how God is calling us to serve the burden that He puts on our heart to live for Him. And I pray that God will give us the heart of a missionary. Do you want to pray that today? That God will give us the true heart of a missionary to live for Him, to be willing to do all we possibly can for Jesus and for His cause. I believe this morning that Jesus is coming soon. Amen? Amen. Jesus is coming soon. The time is short and the devil knows it. And he's working hard against the cause of Christ. But God is calling us today to seek Him, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and to go out there and share the good news of Christ, to help people get ready for the coming of Jesus and to understand the prophetic events that are just on the horizon. People need to know that because a false understanding will lead us down a false path. It happened to people in the first century. Many people rejected Jesus because they misunderstood His mission. They misunderstood the prophecies. We need to make sure people know Jesus and they know His prophetic message in these last days. So may the Lord guide us in this. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for your wonderful love, for the mission of Jesus, and for the heart of the missionary. Lord, we just pray that you would fill us with that ardent love for you and for the lost who are around us. We pray, Lord, that you would guide us with your Holy Spirit and empower us, Lord. Fill us with your message. Fill us with your love and your mission to reach the hurting in this world to reach the perishing, the dying in this world, Lord, 
to share the message of hope, which alone can bring life and salvation. Lord, we just pray that you would guide us in this great work. Fill us with that spirit, with that heart, which comes from Jesus himself. And may we truly live to serve you in this life each day that you give us to walk this planet. Lord, may you guide us in service for you. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this podcast. It's been great having you as a listener. May God richly bless your day. I look forward to having you join me for the next podcast. Blessings and take care.